about you, okay? But normal people, when they are faced with the option of taking the boat or swimming, they would take the boat, right? I mean, if you can take the boat and, and be, be dry and comfortable and easy, you would do that rather than jump into the water and swim, right? Okay? It's, 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 it's drier and an easier option. But you know, Peter couldn't wait. He was so eager. He was so eager to see Jesus. You know, he could have just sat in the boat like, like the others and be like, Hi, Jesus. But he was like, no, Jesus. And then he jumped into the water and he swam there. Okay, he jumped into the water. Okay, you know, like, like, you know, I was telling you, right? Sometimes people, Peter would do things very impulsively, right? He'll cut off the ear of people. He will talk big and say stupid things, right? But you know, one thing's for sure, you can't fault him for a lack of passion, right? You can't fault Peter for a lack of passion. And you know, I want to challenge you to have that same kind of attitude, to jump into the water. You know, don't sit in the boat and be like, jump into the water, jump in and swim to Jesus. Okay, jump into the water and pursue God. And if you look at verse 7, there was something a bit funny. You know, Peter's like a bit funny, okay? So he, he wrapped his outer garment around him before he jumped in the water. Okay, so he's in a boat, right? Then he actually put on his like coat or whatever before jumping in. Right? That's funny, right? Usually people like, you take off and then you, you jump in, right? So I was reading, I was thinking like, why, okay? So I was reading this um, um, commentary that said, uh, Jews felt, Jews felt, that the where's Jew? <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, Jews felt that the that a religious greeting must be done when you are properly clothed. Okay, so you cannot be like half naked or whatever, right? Okay, so Jews felt that um you, you must be properly clothed, and so I think Peter was like preparing himself to meet the Lord. Of course, this funny guy. I mean, you'll still be soaking wet lah if you swim to to right. You know, you'll still be like yeah, you're wearing your coat, but it's all wet, okay? But but you know, he didn't care. He was like. I must go to Jesus immediately. I'm going to see Jesus. Okay, I must put on my coat. Okay? So he jumped right into the water and, and he just swam to Jesus. He couldn't wait. He couldn't care less. He just went to Jesus immediately. And you know, I read this, this, this sermon that said, if you look at the, the passage, John, who's the disciple that, you know, the, the guy who's writing this book, right? Um, the disciple whom Jesus loved, okay? John recognized Jesus first, right? If you look at um, verse 7, it says, then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, hey, it is the Lord. Okay? John recognized Jesus. But Peter reached Jesus first, right? Peter reached Jesus first because he jumped in, he went into the water and he just went for it, okay? And you know, I, I don't know if you know about the episode when Peter walked on water, okay? Do you know the episode where Peter walked on water? So the disciples were on a boat and then, because um, Jesus was, was doing something, so he actually walked on water to them, right? He walked on water to them and then the disciples, they were cartoon, they, they freaked out, they go, oh my gosh, it's a ghost, okay? They thought it was a ghost, okay? And then and Jesus like, no, it is I, do not be afraid. And, and, and Peter was like, God, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water and I will go to you. And just say, okay, come. And then, so, so, so Peter actually got out of the boat. He got out of the boat and he walked on water toward Jesus. Can you imagine he walked on water? Anybody walked on water before? Mm-hmm. Okay, he walked on water, you know. And of course, after a while, you know, Peter, he saw the wind and then he got scared and he began to sing. And he was like, Jesus, save me. Okay, yeah, he faltered. But at least he walked on the water, right? At least he got out of the boat and he walked on the water. Okay, and and you know he was passionate enough to get out of uh, get out of the boat to get to Jesus. And you know there's a book that is called um, "If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat." Okay, there's, there's this Christian book called that. And and I think it's it's really similar to this John 21 incident. He got off the he got out of the boat. He jumped into the water. And he just went for Jesus. Okay, and I want to ask you today: Are you content with just sitting in a boat? Nice and dry, slowly floating along to Jesus? Or are you so desperate and eager and hungry for Jesus that you just want to swim to Him immediately? You don't care if you get wet or your clothes are all soaking wet and whatever. You just jump in and swim to Him. You know, which one? Which one are you? Are you sitting in a boat or are you swimming? Are you soaking wet? Are you the crazy psycho that's swimming in the water to Jesus? Okay, and I know for, 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 for some of you, it's like exam period. You know, there, there are always like busy periods in, in our life. And I know, I know that school can get crazy and stressful and, and overwhelming. But, you know, I want to encourage you. Let's keep hungering for God. Let's keep on hungering for God no matter what. You know, Peter's, Peter's like a bit xiao xiao, you know. He's a xiao xiao. Okay. He's a bit crazy. He, he, he probably looked like a fool when he met Jesus, like soaking wet, right? He probably looked like, like a cartoon, right? He could have just sat in a boat with the other disciples and, and gone to Jesus. But hey, did he have passion or what, right? He really, really wanted to see Jesus. And I want to be crazy and passionate like that. I want to be that, 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 that crazy person swimming in the water. I don't want to be sitting in a boat saying like, Hi, Jesus. 
You know, you know, which one do you want to be? Do you want to be the person who jumps into the water and, and just pursues God like crazily? Okay, do you want to be that? Do you want to be crazy and passionate for God? Are you willing to jump into the water? You know, just now Jessica talked about jumping into the pool. It's the same thing, you know, jump in. Just jump into the water, okay? And, and so, so, so that's, that's, that's Peter, okay? And then I want to move on to the second thing that we can learn from this passage, okay? That God is God of second chances, Okay? You know, this, this, this passage is called, um, if, if you have the NIV, uh, 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 verse 15 onwards, okay? The passage is called, Jesus reinstates Peter, okay? The reinstatement of Peter. And reinstate means to restore. It means to um, bring back to like a former condition, a former position. You know, Peter denied Jesus three times, right? And the worst part of it was that Jesus actually told him that you would deny me three times. Okay? And he said, no, never, right? He, I mean, that's the worst part, right? That somebody tells you you're going to do it. And then you say, no, no, I won't, I won't. And then in the end, you do it. Okay? And can you imagine how Peter felt when the cock crowed and he remembered, hey, this is exactly what Jesus said I would do. You know, in the Gospels, it was recorded that he wept bitterly. He wept bitterly when, when he heard the cock crow. Uh, cock crow. <laughs> okay? You know, I, I, believe, I believe Peter was really broken by his denials. He was really... Um, upset and, you know, by this, like, it's a really epic failure, right, of his. You know, he had disgraced, he had denied God whom he loved, right? He had let Jesus down in his greatest hour of need. You know, Jesus is, like, being arrested and, and, and crucified and all that. He let Jesus down. And I'm sure that Peter was embarrassed and he was feeling guilty and, and crap uh, and struggling to forgive himself. And, and, and I don't know, maybe some of you feel this way today. You know, maybe some of you feel that, that you've disappointed God or you failed him or, like, you keep failing him. And like, I, uh, why, why, you know, I, I, I keep doing this and I keep sinning and, you know, I, I repent and I sin again and I repent and I sin again. And, and maybe you feel that, that yeah, you know, I, I, I just feel crap about myself because I keep disappointing God and I keep failing Him. But you know, I want to tell you today that God is a God of second chances, right? Which is what we see in the passage. That God is a God of second chances. He's third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, 10 billion to infinity chances, right? He's the God of second chances. Okay, and you know, Jesus is so, he's so gentle. He's so great. Peter denied him three times, right? Peter denied him three times. And Jesus allowed him to profess his love three times. You know, he allowed Peter to, to feel some sort of like, okay, maybe I, 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 I can kind of make up for it. You know, Jesus knew that Peter needed to be restored. And that's what Jesus did. He restored Peter. He knew that Peter needed it. And he restored Peter. And in this process of restoration, we look at the passage. The great question was whether Peter loved Jesus, right? Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? Okay, and you know, um, many commentaries will point out to you that in this passage, um, there are two, the, the, there are different Greek words used for the word love. Okay, so in general, can we have the next slide? Okay, in general, there, there are these two love, two kinds of love being talked about in this passage. Okay, one is agape love. Agape love is like, um, God's love, okay? It's pure, it's perfect, it's the perfect love. Okay, it's unconditional love, it's God's love, it's selfless and all that kind of thing. And then there's filial love, which is like brotherly love. Um, like when you have an affection for somebody, okay? Or, or you are like fond of somebody, okay? So, so um, when Jesus first asked Peter, he said, um, do you truly love me? He used agape. Do you truly agape me? Okay? And when Peter answered, Peter said, yeah, I love you, but his love was filial. So he said, I I feel you. Yes, you know, I feel you. Okay? Second time, Jesus asked again, Peter, do you truly agape me? And Peter again said, uh, yeah, I feel you. Okay? And then the third time, Jesus changed. He said, do you feel me? Okay? And Peter was hurt. If you look at verse 17, Peter was hurt. Why do you think, why do you think Peter was hurt? Okay? I think it could be because at the third time, okay, uh, the third time, Jesus asked Peter this. Okay, maybe Peter was reminded and, and, and he, he realized that, hey, Jesus is asking me three times because I denied him three times. You know, he started to see the parallel. Okay? Or it could be because Jesus like lowered the standard. Okay? At first he said, do you agape me? And he said, I feel you. You agape me, I feel you. Okay, okay. Do you feel me? Right? He, like, like maybe he was hurt because um, um, Jesus kind of lowered the standard. And you know the old Peter... Right, the old Peter would have said, of course, I agape you, I will die for you. And, right, remember? That's what he used to say, right? And the old Peter would have said that, okay? But at this point, Peter was very aware of his inadequacy, 
right? He was very aware of his failure, of, of you know, what, what, what he, he couldn't do, just to stand up for Jesus, okay? And actually, to me, the fact that Jesus lowered the standard is actually comforting. I don't know about you, but I think it's actually comforting because Jesus asked for agape and Peter could only profess filio, right? Jesus asked for agape. Do you agape me? Okay, but Peter could only say, I feel you. And so Jesus said, okay, do you feel me? And he understands. He knows that we are weak. You know, Jesus knows that we are losers, right? He knows it. I mean, he, he, he's the one who made us. He knows our heart, okay? He knows it. And then, and then, you know, Jesus went on to tell Peter that he would die for God. If you, if you look at verse 18, 18 and 19, okay? I tell the truth, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands. Okay, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. And verse 19 says, Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Okay, so um, uh, um, many people think that this was kind of prophecy of how Peter would die. You stretch out your hands and, and somebody will, 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 will take you, you know, like you'll get arrested or something like that. And um, it was a prophecy that, that Peter would die a martyr, okay? And some people think that, that yeah, what a horrible thing to say, you know, after you ask me whether you love me, then you say, hey, you're going to die for me. Okay, but if you think about the kind of person that Peter was, think about the kind of person that Peter wanted to be, you know, that God, I will die for you and I will never disown you. You know, I actually think that, that Peter was happy to hear this. You know, that Jesus was actually telling Peter, Peter, you are going to have faith enough, faith great enough to be the man that you originally professed to be. Okay, you will die for me eventually. Okay, and Peter's like, yay. Okay, no lah, maybe he didn't say yay. Okay, but, 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 you know, but I, I think Peter didn't, didn't say, wah, sin, must die. Okay, I think Peter was, was like, was like, was encouraged by this. You know, that he would have faith great enough to, to um, be a martyr, to, to die and glorify God. You know, um, he didn't die with Jesus, right? Initially, he didn't die with Jesus. Okay, um, even though he said, yeah, you know, I will, I will die with you and all that kind of thing. In fact, he denied Jesus. Peter denied Jesus. But now, Jesus is saying that, hey, you have a second chance to live for me and eventually you will die for me. And, you know, Peter's a crazy guy, right? He probably felt joy and relief that he would indeed be able to die for Christ and not die a loser, right? Not die as a person who, like, denied Christ three times, okay? And you know, tradition tells us that Peter was actually crucified upside down um, because he didn't think that he should have the honor of dying the same way as Jesus, you know, to, to die crucified. So he said, crucify me upside down. Crazy guy, right? Peter's a crazy guy, right? He said, you know, um, he's, 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 yeah, I will die upside down. Okay, so he's a crazy guy. He's crazy for God, right? And, and you know, Jesus said, Peter, do you truly love me more than these? more than other people, more than anything in the world. Do you truly love me more than this? You know, Peter had previously declared, even if all fall away, I will not. I never will. I will lay down my life for you. And then he denied Jesus. So I believe that when this time, when Peter answered, when Jesus said, Peter, do you truly love me? When, when Peter answered Jesus, he was no longer what we would call yaya papaya, right? He was no longer, yeah, I would die for you, of course, right? He was like, he just, all he said was, um, yeah, Jesus, you know, I mean, you, you know all things. You know I love you, right? He was humbled, okay, because of his denial, denials. He's humbled and he just says, Lord, you know, you know I love you, okay? And, and you know, today, if, if that's you, if you feel that you have, failed Jesus many times or you disappointed Jesus or you keep feeling or you keep disappointing Jesus I'm going to tell you that I know how you feel because I do that same I, I do the same thing as well you know I keep failing and, and you know um, like, like, like for example something I struggle with is, is I struggle with loving people you know I always think oh, why are people so irritating uh? seriously why are people so irritating you know and then people piss me off and I'm like ah! and then you know and, and, and then again I, you know, I, then I sin and, and that kind of thing and I get angry or whatever but but anyway, I uh, sin and sin again. It's like, oh God, sorry, and then you know that kind of thing. And and you know, I think it's very normal, right? I know how you feel. Peter knows how you feel. To some extent, we are all losers, right? We are all like that. We are all losers to to some extent. You know, we will all fail at some point or at many points. But I believe that if we come before Jesus with humility and we just say, God. You search my heart. You know, actually, I love you. Even though I always do stupid things, I always fail. I always say the wrong thing. I always, you know, uh, I, I most of the time I'm a loser and, and, and all that. I, you know, we just come before God and say, God, you know my heart. You know me. God will forgive you. 
and God will restore you. You know, He will restore you just like He restored Peter. And in fact, many times, it is our failures that make us more humble and more watchful. You know, sometimes our failure accomplishes more for us in, in, in terms of spiritual development than successes. I believe that Peter grew because of his failure. You know, Peter grew because of this, his denial. You know, after this, I think that this was, this was in fact some, uh, like, almost like a turning point in the life of Peter because after this, okay, if you read on in the Bible, after this, what we learn of Peter is, the, is, is an ex. Okay, firstly, he let the disciples choose um, uh, a, a disciple to replace Judas. Okay, so they chose Matthias. And then secondly, um, we see Peter on the day of Pentecost. Okay, on the day of Pentecost, um, Peter was on fire, like literally on fire, right? He and the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak with tongues, okay? And, and then Peter stood up and he spoke on behalf of the disciples. Um, he explained this new move of the Holy Spirit and he preached a powerful message to, to, to the crowd, you know? He, he spoke to everybody. And if you look at Acts chapter 2, verse 41, it says that 3,000 were added to their number that day. Because of what Peter did, he stood up and he preached to them. 3,000 people came to Christ that day. So do you see how Peter was really restored? He was reinstated. He's no longer like a loser, you know, denying Christ three times. He, 3,000 people came to Christ because of him. You know, God is God of second chances, right? He's a God who will restore you. And, and you know, I believe that this exchange between Peter and Jesus, this, you know, do you truly love me? Uh, yes, you know, I, I do love you and all that kind of thing. It was really more for Peter than for Jesus, right? It's not that Jesus wanted to hear Hey, you better tell me that you love me since you denied me. It's not for Jesus. You know, it's, it's not because Peter, uh, Jesus wanted to hear um, assurance from Peter, but because he wanted to restore Peter, he wanted to reinstate Peter. And in fact, it's not so much that Jesus was questioning Peter. Hey, do you love me? You better tell me, do you love me? He was, it's not so much that he was questioning Peter, but he was commissioning Peter. Because after Peter said, do you, uh, Peter said, yes, I love you, he said, feed my sheep. Right? So in spite of Peter's failure, God was saying, I have work for you to do. Feed my sheep. I want to use you. Feed my sheep. Okay? And in fact, in fact, this work that God had cut out for Peter was spectacular work. If you read the New Testament, Peter really like, he, he really became like um, the, the leading uh, uh, apostle, you know, among the Jews. And, and, and it ended in martyrdom, right? Like, like we talked about how he, he died for Christ and all that. So Peter denied Jesus three times, but it's not that God went to scold him three times. Or say, hey, you better tell me now three times that you love me. God commissioned him three times. And that brings me to my last point that we can learn from this passage, which is about sheep. Feed them. Okay? Sheep. Okay. Peter needed to be restored after his failure. Right? In order to do his work. And I think this is our work as well. When Jesus says, feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. You know, for the past few months, the past few months in Lao Gen, we've been learning about and experiencing God's love. Okay? I, I believe you, you will agree with me. You know, we sing the songs, your love never fails, you know, gives up, never runs out of me. Right? We sing the songs, he's jealous for me. Oh, how he loves us so, etc. Right? But you know, it's not about just receiving God's love and having the warm, fuzzy feeling inside when everything moves in slow motion. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Okay, I don't know where I got it from. Okay, you know, it's not supposed to stop there. It's not supposed to stop there. You're not supposed to just receive and then you're like, oh, wow, so sure, God's love and just receive. It's not supposed to stop there. You know, God loving us is a fact, right? He's proven it. He sent His Son to die for you and I think He, he keeps proving it, right, in, in what He does in, in, our, in our lives and, and, and all that. But I think today, the question is, Lim Tiani, do you truly love me more than these? Right? I think today, the question is, Matthew, um, do you truly love me on this? You know, it's a personal question. And in fact, it's, it's, it's a personal question. It's for you. You, you. It's for you. You know, it's not a generic, philosophical kind of question. In fact, um, uh, Jesus called Peter by his, like, his full name, you know, his, his official name. He said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? Shawnee, son of Kevin, do you truly love me? You truly love me. Or like, you know, Jared Taylor, yep, Jared. Do you truly love me? You know, he called he called him by called Peter by his official name, right? His full name. It was like formal thing, you know. So it's a personal question, it's directed directly at him. Peter uh, Simon, son of John, do you truly love him? And you know, I think it's not enough for us to say that we love Jesus. It's not enough for us. You know, Peter said that, right? He said, Oh, I will I will follow you to death, etc. etc. It's not it's not enough to just say. 
It's not enough to just sing songs that we love Him, right? It's not enough to just, just have a great time in worship. Yes, God, I love you. It's not enough. Okay, if we say we love Him, our actions need to match. And Peter's denials didn't match his previous professions of love. And that's why God is telling him now, you know, if you love me, if you say that you truly love me, you got to feed my sheep. If we love him, we need to feed his sheep. So who are these sheep? Who are these lambs? Okay, I think that these sheep are just God's people. Okay, it's, just, it's everyone. Okay, non-believers, it's people who have drifted away, you know, people who have um, um, maybe distant from God. Okay, it's young Christians, it's fellow Christians, people in your CGLs, you know, just fellow Christians. It's everyone. Okay, and you know, I always tell the CGLs that, hey, we got to be shepherds, right? we got to look after our sheep, which is all of you, okay, sheepies. Okay, I tell the, tell the CGLs, we got to look after our sheep, we got to guard our sheep and all that. But you know, I think it's not just for the CGLs. It's not just in a CG context, okay? Jesus, this commission is for anyone who says he or she loves Jesus. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. If you truly love me, feed my sheep. Take care of my lambs, like baby sheep, you know, young believers, people who need more care. Uh, maybe sheep that have gone astray, lost sheep, people who have, you know, who used to come to church and they don't, they don't, they don't come anymore. Or, or you know, people you, you know that, you know, they, they, used to, they used to love God, but now they just kind of like drifted away. Okay, all sheep love my people, bless them, take care of them. You know, when we love God, we will love His sheep, we will love His people. It's like, it's, it's a natural instinct. Okay, okay, let's have the next slide. Hi, Dom. <laughs> okay. You know, this year, this year, you know, I told you we want to focus on knowing God's love and showing God's love. I think you got to click one more time. Okay, yes. Knowing God's love and showing God's love. And you know, in the next, in, in, the, in the months that follow, we are going to have many opportunities um, to show God's love. And I'm very excited and, and I want you to come on board. Okay, I want you to, to, to know why we do all these things. Okay, for example, we are going to join in the church capping. Okay, that's when we go out to Teban Gardens, we bless the community, you know, we, we give out stuff, we go talk to people, okay? Um, we're going to go to Batam Mission Trip, okay? We're going to go to Batam and, and bless people there. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to bless them there. Okay, we're going to have loud farts again, okay? Why you laugh? Okay, we're going to have loud farts again, we're going to have like um, outreach and our CG, um, and, and you know, in, in July, yeah, uh, our church, we're having our, we're celebrating our church anniversary, okay? Um... And, and there's going to be like this whole blessing drive. Okay? There's going to be like all these blessing projects and we're going to take part in that. There's going to be like a carnival at Teban Gardens. We're going to go and, 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 and just get involved. And, and I want you to know why we are doing all these things. Okay, we're not doing these things to like as filler activities. Okay, Ayo, what should I do for the program? Okay, just go Sentosa or whatever. It's not filler activities. Okay, when we do all these things, okay, it's not because we want to like pull some gimmick and then like, uh, like you know, get numbers in or, or whatever. Okay, it's not about all that. It's simply because we love Jesus and He said, feed my sheep. Okay, that's why we're going to go out. We're going to take every opportunity that we have. Bless people. You know, it can be like your friends. Bless your friends, the people around you in your school, in your neighborhood, your family. Or it can be like, you know, the people in Teban Gardens. It can be people, people in Batam. It can be whatever. You know, they're all God's sheep, all God's people. We're going to bless them. Okay, the great question in this passage was whether Peter loved Jesus. And we cannot feed his sheep. We cannot serve people. We cannot do all these things if we don't first love him. If we don't love God, if we don't love God, there's no point in doing all these things. No point in serving. No point in like getting involved, doing all these activities. No point. Okay? And you know, unless we love people, it will be very tiring. And it will be very like meaningless and obligatory to serve in all these ways. You know, not, not everything is always like very fun and enjoyable and, and cool. You know, like, like, like if you go capping, sometimes it can get very uh, tiring or discouraging, you know, you want to try to talk to people and they don't want to talk to you, or maybe they are rude to you or whatever, um, they reject you. And you know, it's not always easy to plan for loud fat, okay? You can ask people like Yong Chen and John C. And all that. It's not easy to plan these kind of things for the whole ministry, right? Um, and, and if we set up a carnival store for, for you know, the, the, the blessing project, it will be hard. Well, I don't know what we're going to do in Batam, but it could be like manual work, it could be tedious work, very mundane work, okay? And, and if we don't do it out of love for God, if we don't know why we are doing it, we will just be like doing a chore. You'll just be sian and you'll just be like, ah, yeah, I, think, I, I think I have something on, I cannot go to the bathroom, that kind of thing. Right? You won't want to do it. 
Okay? And you know, it's not just, it's not just reaching out to, to like non-Christians. It's just like loving people in general. If we don't do it out of love, right, we will never reach people. It will just be like an obligation. It will just be like, okay, la, my CGL asked me to invite people, then I just invite one friend or something. I just no choice. La, no choice. Since keep catching me. That kind of thing. You know, we must do it out of love. We must know why, why we do it. And if we don't do it out of love, there's no point. You know, when we love, when we love, it's very easy to serve. Okay? Let me show you your next slide. Okay, see you again. Huh? Take the opportunity to show you. My... Okay, so this is my baby. She is um, six months, okay? And, and you know, it's not, it's, it's not easy to, to, to look after the baby. You know, sometimes it's like wake up in the middle of the night and feed her and change her diapers. And then sometimes she cries. And I don't know why. She just keeps crying or something. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay because I love her. I don't mind doing it. You know, and, and you know, like a lack of sleep is not fun, right? A, a lack of sleep is not fun. Changing diapers is not fun. If you think it's fun, please come and see me. Okay? You know? Uh, yeah, okay. But, you know, changing diapers is not fun. But it's okay. You know, like, it's, it's okay. Like, when she pulls, right? Like, me and my husband, we don't get like, oh, no, Gemma, why pull again? We're just like, I, uh, so cute, ah, uh, can I change your diaper? You know, we, we don't like, ah, why do we have to do this? Kind of thing. Right? When you do things out of love, it's easy. And it's okay. You just do it. You know? Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And you know, he's still today in the business of seeking the lost. And I, and, and I, and I want to tell, and I want to speak this to, to leaders um, especially, okay? That when we love our sheep, okay, when we love our sheep, we learn the shepherd's heart. Jesus seeks out the lost sheep. If we seek the same thing that Jesus seeks, we find him, right? If you go to the same place that, that somebody is going to, you will find him. Right? When Jesus, Jesus seeks the lost, when we seek the lost as well, we will be united with Him. We will find Him. We will know His heart. The same thing. You know, go out and seek people. Seek His sheep. Feed His sheep. Okay? You know, we live in a world that is desperately in need of His love. I don't know if you agree with me. Our world is hungry for His love. And apparently, if you, if you see feed, uh, feed, feed shipping, sheep feeding, okay? If you see sheep Feeding. I haven't seen them feeding, but apparently I read that they just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. They just stay on the grass and just eat and eat. They just do nothing but eat. You know, our world is hungry. Our world is hungry for God. We live in a world that is hungry for God. Okay, people are hungry and God wants to fill them. Are we going to get involved? Are we going to be part of the people who feed the sheep? If you truly love me, feed my sheep. You know, let's do that. Let's take every opportunity to love people, to bless people, to take care of people, to help people. You know, because, simply because we love God. Do you truly love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. Let's do that. You know, our love for God will be seen by what we do for Him. If we truly love Him, we want to serve Him. When we love God, we will grow to naturally care for people. You know, we will grow to naturally have a heart for wandering, for struggling, for lost sheep. We will grow to love people. You know, when, if, if you draw near to God, if you, if you really love God, you will automatically love His people. You know, okay, okay can we have the next slide? I shared this um, during Vision Sat- Saturday last year. Okay, the first verse, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And it says, by this will all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's how people know that we are His disciples, when we love one another. You know, the best testimony, the best witness to a world is when we love people. Loving others is the mark of a disciple. And you know, a ministry that loves people is a ministry on the right track. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do in Lao Jen. Love people. Whatever we can do, we just do. To love people. Okay, the, the next verse says, Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. And so you cannot say that, God, I love you, but you know, I, I really hate this person. You cannot, it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. It doesn't match, right? It's just like Peter. It doesn't match, okay? John fifteen twelve. 12, uh, Elder Vincent preached on this um, two weeks ago. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. If you look at the three verses on the screen, I think the point is pretty clear, right? Love me, love my sheep. And you know, feeding his sheep will not always be easy. You know, dealing with people is not always easy, right? You will, you will get pissed off with them or whatever. And in fact, Jesus warned Peter about his death after telling him to feed his sheep, right? He's saying that, yeah, feed my sheep, 
But hey, you know, it's not going to like be a happily ever after ending, right? You're going to die to glorify me, okay? But you know what? We don't have to do it with our own strength and our own effort and our own, our own knowledge. If you look at the beginning of the chapter, okay? Look at the beginning of, of um, John chapter 21. Okay, the, the disciples were fishing, right? And all night they had caught nothing. They didn't catch any fish. But you know, Jesus reaffirmed their calling to be fishers of men, okay? They didn't catch anything on their own. But when Jesus came and he said, Everybody look to the right. Then bam, all the fish was there. Look at it. 153 fish, right? He just said, hey, the right side. And then they, oh, suddenly 150. I'm sure they tried the right side a few times before that, right? But when Jesus came, the fish came in. When Jesus came, the fish came in. You know, and there was more fish than they could handle. And the passage in the NIV um, is titled, Jesus and the Miraculous Catch of Fish. Right? It was a huge catch of fish. You know, it's not, it's not just about being fishermen. Like, you know, the disciples, when they were first called, they were called to be fishers of men, right? Go out, win people, be fishers of men. But it's not just about being fishers of men. It's not just about going out and converting people. It's about discipling them, shepherding them, loving them, taking care of them, blessing them. So let's do that. Let's do that in our ministry, you know? Let's not just be like, oh, okay, we have uh, five salvations, whatever, yay. Okay, you know, it's, it's really about loving people, shepherding them, taking care of them, okay? And so these are the three things that, that I want to share with you um, from this passage today. Okay, can I get a worship team to, 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 to go up on stage first, okay? Now, just, just a, a recap, okay? S for swim, right? First, first thing. Let's have the passion of Peter. Let's jump into the water and swim. Let's seek him passionately, desperately, earnestly. Don't be content with staying in the boat. Don't be content with just being choosing the dry and easy option. Jump in and swim. Swim to Jesus, okay? Pursue Him. And the second thing, God is a God of second chances. You know, if today you feel that you fail Him, just look at Peter, right? Peter was a complete loser, really. But then if you look at Acts, bam, 3,000 people, right? God is in the business of restoring people, reinstating people. He's here to forgive you, restore you. And he's, it's not just like, like, do you love me? But He commissioned Peter to do stuff, right? He says, hey, I have work for you to do, okay? I'm going to use you. I want to use you. I have a plan for your life. And thirdly, feed his sheep. You know, let's, let's do all we can for his people. Let's go all out for his people, okay? Simply because we love him. And he said, feed my sheep. Let's go all out for people. Let's, let's you know, let's try to reach our friends who, 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 are, who are far from God, reach our friends who don't know God. If, you know, it, it's even just like, People in your CG, right? People, maybe some people need encouragement. Maybe some people need uh, a, a smile or something like that, right? Just go out and love people. Okay, today I want to give you the opportunity to respond. Okay, you're not responding to me, but if you've heard the word and you say, God, I want to have the passion of Peter. I want to jump into the water and swim to you. And even though I will fail, sometimes I'll fail, but it's okay, God, because God, you're a God of second chances. You know, you can still use me. You can still use me to feed your sheep. And I want to care for your sheep. I want to love people. I want to care for your sheep. I want to take care of your sheep simply because I love you. Right? If you love God, you will feed your sheep. If you love Jesus, you will feed your sheep. You know, the, the altar is not, it's not some uh, magical place. I always say this. Okay, it's not some magical place. It's just you responding to God. And I hope you respond to God today. Because if you don't get out of the boat, you will not walk on water. Right? If you don't get out of the boat and you don't jump in, you will not walk on water. So let's, let's just, as the worship team is getting ready, I just want you to take some time to, to, to just think about what I've said. Think about what God is saying to you today. Are you willing to get into the water and swim? Are you willing to have that passion to just swim? Get wet, it's okay. It's okay if I look like a fool. Because I just want Jesus so desperately. I just want to get him get to him before everybody else. No, I can't wait. I can't wait to get to him. Or do you need to experience God's second chance today? Maybe you always you feel like you fail. You fail many times. It's okay. God is God of second chances. And I believe today God is telling us to feed his sheep. Love his people.
not easy to love people. I find it very difficult. But that's what, that's what Jesus said. If you love me, you will feed my sheep. If you love me, you will love my people. And that's what we want to do as a ministry. Love people. Whatever we can do, whatever opportunity we have, we will take it and we will love people. And the greatest love that rise. could ever And we're just going to worship God. And overcame and as we worship, the there's something that you want to respond to God to. So I invite you to come up to the front. Until I see you face to face, and grace amazing takes me home. I trust in you. With all I am, I'll live to see your kingdom come. And in my heart, I pray you'll let your Till I see you face to face And grace amazing takes me home I'll trust in you
with love for me And I will open up my heart And let the healer set me free I'm happy to be in the truth And I will daily lift your hands For I will always sing When your love came down Over the mountains and the seas Your river runs with love for me Open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth, and I will daily lift my hand. For I will always sing when your love can die. And I could sing of your love forever. And I could sing of your love forever. God, right? You know, He's a God of second chances and He's, he's God that loves you no matter what. And 
and let's let's worship him for who he is. You know, let's give him the worship that he deserves. Let's give him the praise that he deserves. Let's say, God, you know, I want to go all out for you. I want to jump into the water for you. I want to be passionate for you. I want to love your people. I want to love you. Okay, can we do that as we sing? Worship team, are you ready? Okay, so let's let's praise him, okay? Well, let's just put our hands together. Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, that your love never fails, God. I just want to thank you that nothing can separate us from this love. And Lord, this love propels us, Lord, to just live the life that you want us to live. Nothing can separate, even if I run away, your love never fails.
I just want to thank you for everything and I just want to pray that you just bless each and everyone that's here that you know when we go into our schools or army camps or whatever God that we'll just be carrying your presence around God that we will fear nothing and we will not be scared because God we know that you are God that's always with us in Jesus name we pray Amen alright you guys can leave see you guys next week